Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, we are going to continue our mandatory mini camp preview. And we got some veterans reporting to the team facility on Monday, including Titans star running back Derrick Henry, who, duh, will not hold out. Also, we are going to continue our roster review. We're going to get defensive on today's show and go position by position through the defense and identify the most interesting player to watch at mandatory minicamp at each and every spot. So getting you fully ready for Tennessee Titans mandatory minicamp on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a mandatory minicamp preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We got things started on yesterday's show when we went position by position through the offense to identify the most interesting storyline about each position or the most interesting player to watch at each position. We're going to continue that today and go position by position through the Titans defense. I'm going over every single player on the Tennessee Titans roster so you know exactly who is available for the Titans at each spot. But before we get into the defense, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. We'll be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content on all platforms and always free. All year long, that includes here on the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, smash that notification bell, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. Make sure you find me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, as well for all my film content. Check out the show Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. But again, before we get into the defense, you're going to look at the thumbnail. Derrick Henry will not hold out. Duh. Duh. Okay, so first and foremost... If anybody out there was telling you that Derrick Henry was going to hold out, then I wouldn't trust that source of information anymore because it never made sense for him to hold out. He's coming off a major injury. He's got a ton of tread on his tires. He's already one of the highest paid running backs in the entire NFL. It wouldn't make any sense whatsoever for Derrick Henry to go to the negotiation table now. So uh, we can say from the beginning that the idea that Derrick Henry would hold out was asinine all along, but we got a report from ESPN's Teron Davenport on Monday letting everybody know Derrick Henry did show up to the team facility and check in on Monday, so no holdout. And as I said in the thumbnail, duh, duh. I'm not breaking any news here. I'm not reinventing the wheel by telling you guys that it was stupid to ever think Derrick Henry would hold out. That was a nonsense story if there ever was one. And at least we have some confirmation on Monday that we don't even have to worry about hearing uh, those nonsense reports. But let's move into this. Also want to mention that Jeffrey Simmons showed up on Monday. There's, again, 
Never thought for a second that Simmons would hold out. But again, there are some people who don't follow the Titans day to day who may have insinuated as such. But both Jeffrey Simmons and Derrick Henry on site, ready to go for mandatory minicamp. And according to Jim Wyatt, the team beat reporter for the Tennessee Titans, you should expect perfect attendance from the Titans for everybody outside of the guys who are injured. So that's great news for the Titans. But going into the defensive side of the ball, let's talk about the edge rusher group. So you got Harold Landry, recently big-time paid. You got Bud Dupree. You got Justin Lawler, the uh, second-year player out of SMU. Well, second year, hard to explain. So Justin Lawler missed like almost two and a half full seasons with injuries. He played for the Rams in 2018, got a little bit of work last year. So I guess technically it's like his third season of actually playing in the NFL if he can make the roster. But uh, a guy who's going to compete out there, you got Rashad Weaver coming back for his second season after being injured last year. Ola Adani, of course, will return as a near pro bowler on special teams. And then you have David Anini, the undrafted free agent, uh, athletic, bendy, long guy out of Houston. So that's the group. For me, the guys who obviously stick out right away, Rashad Weaver. I mean, the Titans need Rashad Weaver to blossom into a playable uh, guy. He needs to be in the rotation of pass rushers. And quite frankly, I think the Titans are hoping that Rashad Weaver could turn into a starter opposite of Harold Landry. So I think a bounce back year after the broken leg for Rashad Weaver, they need him to be a, 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 a critical piece in the edge rotation for this defense as the third rusher behind Landry and Bud Dupree, but also as a guy who I think needs to be a starter in 2023 as well. And the reason for that is what's going to happen with Bud Dupree. Now he has a full offseason after having the ACL impact his offseason last year. Can he be the $20 million a year man that the Titans are paying him to be? Can he be the number one pass rusher? on the defensive line, not just the fourth best, not just the, as I would say, garnish on the meal. Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, all more, all more productive last year. And yes, again, Bud Dupree coming back from the ACL, tried to get it going a little too quickly, as he said last year. But at the end of the day, he wasn't worth $20 million. And when you're about to pay Jeff Simmons, you're about to pay Harold Landry. Danico Autry's been more productive and healthier, even if it's just one year. It's hard to justify that $20 million cap hit for Bud Dupree, especially next season when I don't think he'll be around. So can Bud Dupree bounce back here, have a full, healthy, productive season and be worth the money that the Titans gave him? That is the number one thing at edge that I am watching for in this mandatory minicamp. What kind of shape is Bud Dupree in? Can he come in immediately and make an impact after having and impacted all season last year with the ACL. Bud Dupree will be a major factor for the Titans' defense, not only staying at the level they were at last year, but taking that step up that all you guys in my comments every single day say the Titans will do. The Titans will be a top three defense, top five defense. Well, they're only going to be able to do that if Bud Dupree has a full, healthy, productive season. So that's what I'm watching for on the edge at Titans Mandatory Minicamp. We're going to continue into the defense next. I'm going to talk about the secondary. There are secondary segment as well, so it all lines up pretty perfectly there. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you could celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic, timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at traditional jewelers. 
Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Titans listeners get $50 off purchases of 500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code Locked On. that's one word, Locked On. plus every order is insured, it ships for free, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LOCKEDON today. Titans fans, we are going to continue this mandatory minicamp preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On Monday, I went through the entire offense position by position, went over every single player on the Titans roster on the offensive side of the ball, looked at each position and which guys I think are most interesting, which storylines are most interesting. Doing that for the defense today, we started by talking about Derrick Henry and the ridiculous notion that he would ever hold out. We talked to Edge. Now I want to get into the secondary. Before we do, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Also want to tell you guys that the ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th. If you guys remember, we did the ultimate NFL mock draft where we went pick by pick through the first round of the NFL draft and the host of each Locked On show made the pick for their team. It's the most fun I have on the network all year long. They're doing the exact same thing, but for basketball with over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board draft experts are there, plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th, so make sure that you search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you don't miss a single pick. But moving into the secondary, we're going to start at cornerback. So number one, of course, you have Christian Fulton, the Titans' number one corner. Then they're going to be expecting Caleb Farley, the second-year player coming back from the ACL tear, who's looked pretty good in the offseason. They're going to be expecting him to take over that opposite starting role, especially at six foot two. His length, his size, he's a perfect boundary corner for the Titans. You got Elijah Molden going into his second year, played a pivotal role as an early down slot guy. For the Titans, you have Buster Screen returning, who is a a pivotal player on the defense as the passing down slot cornerback last year. You also have Roger McCreary, the rookie, coming in, looking to make an impact, who a lot of people think can have a role in his rookie season. You bring back a veteran like Greg Maben, who can play on the outside for the Titans. You have Chris Jackson, who's returning for his third season with the Titans, who's been trying to carve out a role here and there, had his best moments in the slot, but I think it's primarily going to be used as a special teams player. You got some new younger guys, a guy like Trey Swilling, six foot one corner out of Georgia Tech. You got Chris Williamson, the young corner out of Minnesota. Kenneth George, the undrafted free agent, six foot tall out of Tennessee. You got Trey Avery, uh, the guy out of Rutgers. There's a ton of defensive backs, but I'm going to keep it real with you guys. The Titans at max are only going to keep about six cornerbacks. So we're looking at Fulton, Farley, Molden, Screen, McCreary. I mean, that's five right there. So 
Chris Jackson, Greg Babin. I, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these guys are fighting for practice squad spots. But the guy that obviously is the most interesting to watch is Caleb Farley. Is he ready to start? When Caleb Farley was healthy last year, granted, he was a rookie who has missed a lot of time in college, which is a lot of development time after switching from being wide receiver to cornerback. So he needs those reps. Is Caleb Farley really ready to start? Yeah, his body looks better. Yeah, they're pumping him up. Everybody's happy. But we don't know. And I want Caleb Farley to be ready. I want Caleb Farley to be awesome. But we simply don't know whether Caleb Farley is ready to go. So how he actually performs in mandatory minicamp against other veteran players against the first-team offense. And he had a yellow non-contact jersey throughout all of OTAs the last few weeks of organized team activities. So Caleb Farley, is he going to be able to go full speed? Is he going to take the non-contact jersey off? I doubt it because after mandatory mini minicamp, you get six weeks off before you come back for training camp. There's no reason to push him too hard right now. But how does he look? How is he doing? How does he perform? Caleb Farley is one of the keys to this Tennessee Titans season. If he's an absolute stud, the defense goes to where you guys see it. Top five, top three, turnover machine, lockdown. If he's not, boy, I hope Roger McCreary is ready to go. But with that being said, let's talk about the safety group. You got Kevin Byard. You got Imani Hooker, of course. You got A.J. Moore, who is primarily a special teams player, guys. I would not expect A.J. Moore to contribute a ton on defense. Then you have Theo Jackson, the sixth-round rookie out of Tennessee at safety, who a lot of people are pretty excited about. Of course, you can't you can't deny the uh, you can't deny the Tennessee bias that a lot of people who listen to this show probably have for Theo Jackson. I mean, there's an obvious crossover in the audience of people who love the Titans and also the Volunteers. So a lot of people are hoping for Theo Jackson to do well, but who knows? If he's ready to go, you got Rodney Clemens, the second-year safety out of SMU, spent some time with the Titans last year. You got Shaheem Carter, of course, another guy just like Rodney Clemens, spent some time with the Titans last year. And then you have the undrafted free agent out of South Dakota State, Michael Griffin the second. No relation to the former Titan, Michael Griffin, although he's a safety with the same name. His number's 32, man. I wish they would have just given him the 33, but maybe that's a little bit too much pressure. Probably a smart move. But either way, the guys I'm watching are Michael Griffin and Theo Jackson. Which one of these young safeties... The Titans last year are Dan Crookshank behind Kevin Byard and Imani Hooker. They had a solid group of three safeties. Who will be that third safety this year? Will it be Theo Jackson? Will it be Michael Griffin? Will they find a way to work Elijah Molden into that role? That'll be something to watch. Will either of these young guys step up and carve out that role for themselves on the Titans defense? Theo Jackson with the star role that he played, which was a role schematically within the Tennessee defense that allowed him to play slot cornerback. It allowed him to play some safety. It allowed him to play some dime linebacker. I think he's more of an Elijah Molden type playmaker up towards the line of scrimmage coming forward than he is a guy who could play deep safety. But as that third safety who covers tight ends and plays dime linebacker, his skill set would match up to play that role. And it's obvious from the way that the Titans organization has spoken throughout the offseason that they do value that Dane Crookshank role. So I would look for them to, whether it's Elijah Molden, whether it's Michael Griffin, whether it's Theo Jackson, they're going to look to find somebody to play that role. 
Uh, moving forward, though, we're going to talk about the interior of the defense. We're going to talk the defensive line. We're going to talk the inside linebackers as well, and there's a lot of intrigue at those positions to discuss. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys about betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball's regular season, and of course, the latest fighting news with MMA, UFC, boxing. They got horse racing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this mandatory mini camp preview. We have talked about the entire offensive side of the ball. If you missed any of that, check out yesterday's episode that came out on Sunday night on YouTube, came out on Sunday night on the podcast as well. I'm just starting to put the audio out the same time I put uh, the the YouTube video out. But either way, uh, went through the entire offense position by position yesterday. Today, we're going through the entire defense. We've talked the edge group. We've talked the secondary. We're going to get into the interior with the uh, IDL and the linebackers. Before we do, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Ask for your second listen. Check out the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Monday through Friday. It's free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. I actually host the Thursday show. You get all your Titans news in under 30 minutes with me every single day. Get all your national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. But moving into... The interior defensive line group. Of course, you have Jeffrey Simmons. You have Danico Autry. You have Naquan Jones. You have uh, Tierra Tart. You have Laurel Murchison. You have Kevin Strong returning after uh, a lot of snaps with the Titans last year as the six foot four defensive lineman. You have Deshaun Hand, who was uh, a highly thought of prospect out of Alabama coming in. Six foot three. He's got some size to him, got some athleticism. Think there's a chance that he could work out. You got Demarcus Walker. Coming over from Houston, spent his first four years with the Denver Broncos. Um, kind of an outside linebacker type, but a guy like Rashad Weaver and Danico Autry could maybe blend in between the uh, five-tech D-end and the outside linebacker spot. You got undrafted free agent out of Ohio State High School, Garrett, who's a six-foot-two, 300-pound interior penetrator who uses quickness to get through holes in the line of scrimmage. Jaden Peavy, six-foot-five out of Texas A&M, big body, long, powerful guy who can push the pocket. Uh, you got Sam uh, Oakway Inono. Okwe Nono, hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm sure uh, someone will let me know. If not, the six foot one interior penetrator out of Maryland. The guys that I'm looking at, Demarcus Walker. So Walker is going into his sixth year in the NFL. Six foot four, 280 pounds. He's played 49 games in his career. He's got 12 and a half sacks. And in 19 and 20, 2019 and 2020, with Denver, he had four sacks and then four and a half sacks. Now, yeah, that's nothing incredible. But if the fourth pass, I've been saying the Titans will have Rashad Weaver, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry as their top three pass rushers. You add in Danico Autry as kind of the fourth outside pass rusher who rotates inside and outside. They need that next edge rusher, that fourth 
edge rusher so that they don't have to use Danico Autry too much on the outside. And if Bud Dupree gets hurt, you put in Rashad Weaver in the starting lineup, and then who is backing up him as that third rotational rusher? You could say Ola Adani, and I love Ola. Ola was the first Tennessee Titans player to ever come on this show. Okay? I got mad love for Ola. He is a Pro Bowl-level player, but on special teams. I want Ola as the fifth outside rusher for the Titans who can rotate in later in games. And we all got to remember this. The Titans had a ton of injuries last year. Yeah, I hope that they have a healthier season, but there will still be injuries. Depth, depth, depth. And if Ola Adaney or Demarcus Walker are your fifth rusher or your fourth rusher, I feel okay with that. And here's one thing I do want to say. Last year in Houston, Demarcus Walker had his career high in pressures with 14. With Houston, he's played some special team snap. Demarcus Walker. Demarcus Walker is going to make this team. That's a big, bold prediction I have for you guys. The edge rusher out of Florida State heading into his sixth season. I think that what he brings to the table for the Titans will be crucial for depth. I I think Demarcus Walker makes the team. And also, Haskell Garrett, Isaiah Mack, Chattanooga, Tier Tart, Naquan Jones. Three years in a row, an interior defensive lineman has made this roster. John Robinson is good at finding them. Haskell Garrett, six foot two, 300 pounds, out of Ohio State. Quick interior penetrator. Fits the mold for what the Titans want to do up front. I think there's a good chance that he could knock off a Laurel Murchison. Murchison is going into his fourth season. And... For better or worse, I think these undrafted free agent guys have played better than he has. So it do, it wouldn't blow my mind if a PV, if uh, if they see Walker as more of a, a defensive line over edge tweener type guy, uh, over a Haskell Garrett, a Jaden PV, a Demarcus Walker over Lorel Murchison, and then cutting Lorel Murchison. I think that could happen if there was a surprise cut on the Titans going forward. For me, it's Lorel Murchison. Not saying it's going to happen, but if there was one, I think that's what you could be looking at with a guy like Demarcus Walker, Haskell Garrett, Jaden Peavy, even Kevin Strong, Deshaun Hand. I think all those guys have a real chance to make the roster and, and do damage against veterans in mandatory minicamp and kind of show out. Um, moving into the linebacker spot, you got David Long, Zach Cunningham, Monty Rice, Dylan Cole, Chance Campbell, Jack Gibbons, the undrafted free agent out of Minnesota, and then Joe Jones returning for another year with the Titans after having extensive time on the roster last year. The number one most interesting guy to talk about here is Monty Rice. Outside of Zach Cunningham, David Long missed a lot of games last year. He only played in about nine or ten games. So the Titans need to focus on inside linebacker depth. And Monty Rice has not participated in the offseason program so far out on the field in OTAs. He's been on the bike, he's been in the building, but he hasn't actually played, which means he's recovering from an injury in it. Obviously, may not be going perfectly. So after that, Dylan Cole, Dylan Cole is six foot. Dylan Cole is a special teams player, not a real linebacker. Chance Campbell, I mean, the sixth round pick out of Ole Miss, maybe. But that's putting a big responsibility on a sixth round pick to be the third linebacker. So, I just think, if you look at this, 
Monty Rice, can he come back from that injury and be ready to go and fill that role as that third linebacker, the backup run-stuffing linebacker? And then Chance Campbell. Can Chance Campbell actually potentially win that role for the Titans? And it would be no shock if John Robinson found a really good linebacker late in the draft. Okay, it's happened quite a bit now. So could Chance Campbell potentially surprise, win that spot for Monty Rice, and of course be a valuable member on special teams? He'll have the opportunity with Monty Rice injured if Monty Rice isn't ready to go to take those reps. So that will be Monty Rice and Chance Campbell battling it out for that third linebacker spot. Will Monty Rice get healthy soon? Can Chance Campbell steal that Why he's not? That's what I'm watching for at linebacker. So we went over every single player on the Tennessee Titans outside of Morgan Cox, Caleb Shudick, uh, Brett Kern, Bullock, of course. Old Randy. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, that's pretty much every single player on the Tennessee Titans in the last two days. So you know the entire roster, you know all the position groupings, you know the players to watch and the most interesting storylines at every spot. Tomorrow, I'm going to be breaking down the open practice from Titans Mandatory Minicamp. Can't wait. That's going to give us plenty to talk about throughout the rest of the week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.